0: You are listening to the Father's House podcast located in Owensboro, Kentucky. For more information, visit FathershouseKY.com. Praise Jesus. Aren't you happy you came to church this morning? If you're new here, we love Jesus a lot. And uh, we're not real too concerned about having real short services if you haven't maybe picked that up already (laughs) amen I got about only I think I got two amens out of that (laughs) amen yeah I know the Lord ain't told me to leave yet so just teasing awesome what a good day All right. so a couple announcements really quickly next week Julian Adams will be with us Um, He's a recognized prophet. He will be here on Saturday night in the building behind the church, the youth building, from 6 to 8. Please come, worship with us, uh, hear from him. He'll be teaching on the gift of prophecy. How many of you know that you need to learn about the gift of prophecy? How many of you know that the goal is not that we show up to services and get amazed by someone else using the gift of prophecy. The goal is that we also learn how to use the gift of prophecy, amen? And true prophets will equip the body of Christ to hear the voice of God, amen? Not just draw attention to their gifting, amen? It's gonna be really good, come out, we'd love to have you. Uh, He'll be with us Sunday morning as well. I've asked him just to speak on whatever he feels like the Lord wants to say to our church and to our city. Amen. I'm excited. I have no idea. Um, so it's going to be really, really good. Also, Freedom Groups. Somebody say Freedom Groups. Freedom Groups are starting uh, September 11th. You can sign up today at the welcome desk. What is Freedom Groups? Glad you asked. Freedom groups are a small group setting, but this time they have some curriculum. There's actual curriculum, a workbook we go through, and then we'll, they'll be at the church on Sunday nights. We'll come together for worship, guys and girls, and then we'll split guys and girls and go into our individual groups where we would go over the curriculum. The curriculum is about freedom. Freedom from what? Freedom from strongholds. Freedom from junk in our heart and in our life that we, that we need to get rid of. Amen? Amen stuff we're carrying around that we need to, we need to stop carrying around, amen? Um, it's gonna be really, really, really good. You do not wanna miss uh, freedom groups. It's gonna be so, so amazing, especially if you, everybody needs it. Not just, some of you might be thinking, well, I know somebody that needs that. No, you need that, amen? And let me say it like this, you, you should lead the way in that. You got a son or a grandson or a friend that's re- just going through a lot of troubles in their life, can't seem to get things right, you come with them. You go, you know, lead the way in these things. Parents lead the way. Our kid, we're gonna have teenagers going through it. Everything, young adults, everybody. It's gonna be so so good, so so good. Um, we're not just saying as staff, you guys need freedom. No, we all need freedom. We've all gone through this. All of our leadership just went through this. All of us just trying to walk out things in our own faith. Amen. Amen. Sign up. Look at your neighbor. Sign up today. I can't wait. See ya. Nope. Okay. Moving on. Some of you are looking at me like, no, Pastor, I'm not going to do that. Woo, man. Well, if you consider me your pastor truly, I strongly urge you to sign up. Amen. But if I'm just your preacher, maybe you don't need to listen. So, anyways, we'll move on. Anyways, I'm going to be real this morning. I don't know how to do anything else, just to be honest with you. Uh, So, um,. Any more announcements? I don't know. I can't think. I didn't write down enough, so I'm just going to move on. So on Sunday, Funday, the 21st, right after service, we're going to move Sunday Funday to then. Even if it rains, we're just going after it. We'll do it, in the, we'll do it inside, move to the gym, have food, and hang out, 21st. Hopefully it doesn't rain. Pray against the rain. Amen? Pray against no rain on the 21st, and we'll have inflatables and games and food, and it just be a good day to hang out with each other. Uh, so... All right, moving on. So let's pray really quickly, and, uh, and then I'll preach for at least two hours. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> All my people that are like, they come on, we're showing who really loves the Lord this morning, come on, go for it. No, no we, we wanna be a little gracious to our nursery and children's workers, so let's pray. Jesus, we love you, we honor you, we thank you. I thank you for everything that happens here, everything that's gonna happen here. Jesus, you get all the glory. It all belongs to you. Help none of us to get in the way of you getting the glory for anything that happens in our lives. Father, we bless you. This is your house. You are the father of lights and we are children of light, Lord. Help us to be lights in the darkness. Come and have your way in this service with the people watching online. I pray for supernatural encounters and revelation to hit them as well. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody said, Come on, say it like you mean it. Amen, amen. amen. So, um, this past week, um, I was thinking about, I had a different message kind of planned, and then um, I, I was driving back from Lexington, and I just really, just really hit me like this. In my chest, in my heart, this urgency almost for our kids, for our students, for our middle school, for our high school, for kids that are going back to school, I think on Wednesday. Is every school start on Wednesday? Owensboro and Davis County? Is that normal? I I don't know, maybe I'm tripping. So anyways. But I just got this strong urgency. So today's message is not just for our young people. It's for everybody. But I just had this strong urgency to give a word this morning and just to share some testimonies and hopefully inspire you all this morning to step out in your faith. We've been talking about knowing your enemy. And I simply just want to say this. Some of the enemy's tactics, there's two of them we'll briefly get into today. One of his main tactics is keeping you silent. Keeping you quiet. And his other one is keeping you private with your faith, silent about your faith and private about your faith, basically the same, same things, truly. Um, so this past week, I was in uh, Lexington with uh, an evangelist, Chris Donald. I mean, how many of you were here when Chris was here? I think it's been, golly, I don't even know, over a year, at least when he came. And Chris, I was hanging out with Chris and, and another pastor, and, um, you know, it, it gets uh, uh, pretty convicting you know, hanging out with these guys, because Chris will share the gospel literally everywhere he goes. So hanging out with him, it's just kind of like, how many of you know, young people, let me say this to you. The Bible says bad company corrupts good habits. So that means if you hang out with the bad company, I promise you, it's a promise, it's in the Bible, doesn't matter your opinion, it's gonna, create, it's gonna corrupt your good habits. But let me say it on the other side of things. If you hang out with people of the kingdom, then you'll start having kingdom habits. If you hang out with kids, that are in love with Jesus. If you, and listen, some of you, luckily you go to the same schools coming up and you're gonna have some friends in this church that are in school with you, all right? And they're there to hold each other accountable. But I was with Chris and I'm like, man, I get convicted because they'll like share the gospel. And, and we're at, um, we're, we go to the park to play basketball because I'm a straight baller, you know? And uh, be quiet, Ryan, nobody asked you. And uh, so, uh, we go to play basketball, and and we played with another pastor. There was like four pastors. We're playing basketball at this park, and we didn't go to the park technically uh, to evangelize. Come on, somebody. We went to play basketball, right? Like some of you are going to go to lunch today. You're going to go out to eat. You're going to go to I don't know. If you're a young mom in here, I don't know, maybe you're gonna to go to Target, TJ Maxx. I don't know where you're gonna go. But anyways, and, and we went there and he just starts praying to his people. This is this guy, and this girl that are sitting in the park. He's like, I'm gonna go share the gospel to these people. I'm like, cool, go for it. And he goes, and he's just like, asks this guy, hey, are you guys Christians? And the guy's like, no, I'm a Wiccan. Which is like, uh, I don't know, kind of like a modern day uh, term for a witch. And, um, and so, but how many of you know, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? <laughs> it, God, it turns out that God actually saves witches too. <laughs> you know what I mean? It turns out that actually he's not looking for the righteous, but he came for the sinners. He's not looking for the well-dressed and the highfalutin and the educated. He's looking for the lowly, the broken and the nobodies. And that's actually what he prefers it seems like. So if you think, man, I'm nobody, I'm not special at all. Then you're actually super qualified for the kingdom of heaven. <laughs> And if you can keep that attitude, if you can stay humble like that, God can use you. Yes. Humility is the only answer. So we we're praying, praying to this guy. And this guy's like, he's like, you want to be born again? And the guy's like, oh, no, I'm not into none of that stuff. Da, 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 da. And then Chris gets a word of knowledge. This is where God told him something about this guy's back. He's like, hey, you got back pain? And he's like, yes. And the lady's with him. He's like, one of you got pain in your left knee? And she's like, oh, yeah. He immediately says to Chris, he says, uh, oh, so, so we're like, he stops Chris. and He's like, hey, so, so are you like a median or a psychic or? And it was funny because like, he was being serious. He was like, oh, okay, I know, this. I know what this is. He's a median. He's a psychic. So he, that's how he knows these things. And what I'm trying to say <laughs> this morning, uh, <laughs> I wish I probably could put this a little together better, but I'm speaking from my heart really. The reality is the whole, the whole point of this message today is Romans 1.16 for everybody in this room. For I am unashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God unto salvation. Amen. <laughs> Right, that, that is the goal. All of us in this room, my goal for every teenager, every adult in this room, that we'd be unashamed of the gospel. And to be unashamed, you have to open your mouth. You gotta open your mouth. Some of the silliest quotes I've seen on Facebook, well, go around the world and share the gospel. And when, when needed, use words. I mean, I get what they're trying to say. Yes, you can show love. Yes, you can do things. But yeah, but the reality is, there's a message that has to be preached. There's a gospel that has to be preached. There's a truth that we have to stand for. So this guy's like, oh, are you a psychic? Or are you a median? He's like, stops him I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I know what this guy is, he's a psychic. And then <laughs> Chris just says this, he doesn't ever really say this, but he just says something maybe this guy couldn't understand. He says, no, I'm a prophet of God. <laughs> and the guy was like, oh, okay. Like, oh, that, I guess, you know, that makes sense. He's obviously knows something about us and you know what I mean? So it's just kind of crazy, you know? And this guy went from saying, no, I don't want any prayer, leave me alone. By the end of it, after word of knowledge, he was like, can I share my testimony with you? Can I pray with you guys? The guy said, oh yeah, sure, come on. Amen. You know what I mean? And the reality is, isn't that pretty cool? And for our young people in this room, this is this is not just cool stories. This is something that you can pick up and take with you and take this into Owensboro Middle, Owensboro High School, Burns Middle, Davis County, whatever it is you're going. And you can start to maybe start to pick up this gospel thing and make it real to you and realize that, you know, people need Jesus. Amen. We, we know that, right? But we struggle with that. So I started thinking about Generation Z. Gen Z, they call it. And I started to just get such a burden and such a heart for our next generation of young people, I think Generation Z right now is uh, technically like 25 or 24 and under, actually up to 12 or something, I'm not sure. But I start to get this burden for uh, my son's generation and the young people, middle school, and these kids that are, you know it seems like uh, like they don't know what it's like to live like without a social media. Like they're going to grow up not even understanding what it was like not to have TikTok or you know what I mean? And I don't know about you guys but the millennials little 33 my age, you know, like mom we had like one cell phone and it was a Nokia and it had the snake game on it. You know and I'm talking about like there wasn't no, you know what I mean? Like that was back when playing in the streets and making ramps with your bike and doing all kinds of crazy stuff. But we the cell phone, you know, was not something you spent time on, you know, by any means. You know, but these kids, they don't know that. And I remember, I remember, you know, having to call, you know, my girlfriend, you know, nights nice and weekends, you know? After 9 p.m., anybody else? Some of the older ones are like, no, that's okay. I understand, I don't know what y'all did, the dial phones, I'm not sure what happened. <laughs> They didn't have phones back then, probably. Just kidding. And (laughs) you know one of my favorite things about preaching is that some of you are smiling and some of you are not at all. That's one of my favorite things. And I I just have to be myself and realize that I'm not here for you to grade me. Amen? Amen. Yes. And uh, so anyways. And, and, and I was like, anyways, it's Generation Z got on my heart, and I started thinking, man, all this stuff we're speaking about Generation Z, all oh, they're the first nation, they're the first generation not in church, blah 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 blah. They're, they don't know what to do, they don't know how to have conversation. I just decided, you know what? We're going to make some declarations this morning for Generation Z. We're going to say that Generation Z will not be marked by suicide, that Generation Z will not be marked by gender dysphoria, that Generation Z will not be marked by what gender they are, but they will be marked by the glory of God. They will be marked by revival. They will be marked. By his presence, that they will, they will have real encounters with Jesus, that Generation Z will have the most missionaries, apostles, prophets, pastor, teacher, evangelists. Come on. Well, these kids these days, shut your mouth, stop speaking death over the next generation. Well, you know how they are. Well, I see them there. Be quiet, start to prophesy life over these kids. Because there's power in our tongue. There's power in what we're speaking. There's power in, there's power in what we're saying. Yes. Amen? Amen? And I just start thinking, man, no, God, Generation Z will burn for you. Yes. And Generation Z will have encounters with you. That when our youth group is about to go to the belonging conference, some of them, they're going to get wrecked by Jesus. Some of them are going to get called to the ministry. Some of them are going to realize that, man, this is better than what the world has to offer. Yeah. Come on. And let me challenge my parents for a moment. And grandparents, they have to see that you have something better than what the devil has. If they see that you have religion and they're not gonna be convinced that Jesus has something better. I know I I lost my amen crowd. Real quick. Y'all thought I was just gonna talk about the kids today. They gotta see mom and dad, they gotta see you burn for Jesus. They gotta see you worship. They gotta see that you have something tangible, that you have something real, that you have some zeal, that you have some passion. And it doesn't have to be made up, it needs to be genuine. You know why we're so excited about freedom? It's because some people don't realize how much freedom they need is actually keeping their worship away because they don't understand who God truly is. They don't understand who they truly are. So they don't know how to worship God with all their heart. They don't know how to be excited about who he is. <laughs> this is why freedom is so important, especially for us parents. And our grandparents, that we start to start walking around with bitterness and unforgiveness and and gossip and slander and all this stuff, and then trying to see why your kids aren't on fire for Jesus. (sighs) Come on, somebody. I'm gonna talk about it. Thank you. Just because you said so. (laughs) Isn't this good? Generation Z is not a lost generation, it's not a screwed up generation. They're going to burn for Jesus. They're going to burn for Jesus. Can somebody agree with me this morning? They're going to burn. They're going to burn. And we're and you'll say it this way: we have to be the example of what it means to burn. Come on. Maybe they're waiting to see Mama burn.) They're waiting to see daddy burn. They're waiting to see grandpa burn for Jesus. So they don't know what it looks like until they see it. I'm grateful that my mom showed me what it was like to be a radical lover of Jesus. Right? Take off running sometimes. She's been doing that my whole life. But she had a, you know what she had? She had a zeal. Our young people need that zeal, they need that flame. And you know what they need? They gotta we gotta pass them the flame. Yes, yes. But we're we're talking about passing the flame, but we don't have a flame. Right. How are we gonna pass them a flame if we're not burning? Yes. We have to burn. We have to be the example. We have to share. We have to step up. We have to step out of our comfort zones. And we got to start to raise up. This isn't going to change overnight, church. But if we can start to get a hold of what's being released from this pulpit and actually pick it up and let it transform us, we can see this happen. We can see it change. We can see it, man. We can see the youth group change. We can see the kids' ministry change. We can see it all change if we take the responsibility. And we stop saying, well, this and well, that and well, that. No, 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 no. I'm going to take the responsibility. I'm going to burn and I want to pass on burning to the next generation. Yes. Amen. I don't want to pass on religion to them. They don't need religion. They're not interested. Generation Z is going to continue to screw up religion and continue to really share Jesus. Yes. It's going to be amazing. I love it. So, um, man, Amen. come on, somebody. So, I'm not ashamed. Everybody say, I'm not ashamed. Not ashamed. Say it again. I'm not ashamed. All the young people say, I'm not ashamed. <laughs> I think every, if everybody, every believer in this room right now, what you really mean that, if you say that from your heart, you're not questioning that. You know, man, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Man, I love Jesus. I'm not here to twist your arm. Or, like when I was hanging out with Chris and they were praying for everybody, like it wasn't from them, but I start to feel the enemy like trying to give me this weird pressure, like this, this pressure for me to do it too. And I was like, nope, I'm not moving from that place. I'm not because once I move from that pressure, I'm just doing it out of performance and out of orphan-mindedness. Not doing, and so I need to do it out of who I am in Christ. Man, I had this crazy encounter. I'll have to share with you guys sometime this past week. Um, Another day about freedom. So um, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. So we're going around. Chris is sharing the gospel with everybody. At one point, we're in an elevator, and there's this big Hispanic guy in the elevator. looks kind of rough, and it's me and two guys, and he's stuck in the elevator with us, and Chris is just like, hey, Jesus loves you, man. And the guy's just like, okay. (laughs) And then uh, he's like, "Uh, yeah, do you know about Jesus? Have you been born again? And the guy, I think he thought we were just like trying to make fun of him, because he literally was like, I don't know if you're being serious right now. Like, are y'all basically messing with me? He looked like he's about to throw hands with all of us. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I was just like, well, here we go. Swing and a miss. <laughs> you know, who knows? But you know, like, it's just that, that, that he's not ashamed of someone's response. We're, we're so worried, especially our young people. We're so worried. You're so worried about what someone's response is going to be if you tell them, hey, Jesus loves you guys. We're so worried about an awkward conversation. I mean, this guy looked like he might was gonna swing on Chris. And I was like, well, this would be a good story either way. <laughs> you know, <what> I mean <laughs> you know, you gotta step out. <laughs> you gotta step out. It's it telling us why Jesus loves you. You know, I mean we live in America. You don't know how spoiled you are to be able to stand up for Jesus. We should be the most Jesus spreading people on the earth. Because we have all this freedom to talk about it so freely. Young people, I can't, I can't go to your school and have a church service, but you can be in your school and start a prayer service. No one can stop you from praying in your school. No one can stop you from praying before school. No one can stop you from praying at the, at the, at the flagpole. No one can stop you from getting 100 people together and praying right on the football. No one can stop you from that. see, the enemy thinks he, he he thinks that he's, you know, he's one, but oh, I've got prayer out of schools. No, 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 we have children in those schools. We have kids from Cayo in those schools and in Cayo, they've experienced the living God. They're not just playing church. We got kids from the children's ministry. I pray we hear testimonies where kids will pray for each other at school because they've learned it from church. Not even more than that, that they learned from mom and dad. Yeah. Listen, my little kids haven't learned how to pray from church. They've learned it from mom and dad. I, one of my favorite things, some of you might not, have, not know how to deal with this, but that's okay. One of my favorite things. My little girl, when I'm, if I'm hurting or if I'm sick or I got a a boo boo or something, they will naturally, not all the time, but naturally, even Elena, my 2 road, lay hands on me, and then she'll start. shah-ba-da-da-ka-da-ma-sa-ba. <laughs> <laughs> And then it's just say Jesus. And then just say in Jesus' name and mercy. Say in Jesus' name. And then it's just say um, all done. <laughs> I'm like, well, that works. That's that's perfect. <laughs> all done. That's right. That's right. It's over. Prayer's over. You know, they'll pray. They'll pray. They'll lay hands. This is something they're learning. This is something they learn at home. So it's something they're going to do naturally. It's something your kids are going to do naturally. Did you know what? You don't have to hear me today and say, oh, well, well, I'm not doing that. You can hear me today and say, hey, I'm going to start doing that. <laughs> it's real simple. I'm, you know what? Maybe I didn't teach my, grand or my kids that. Uh, guess what? When my, my grandkids come over to Mama and Papa's house, we're going to teach them how to pray for each other. You know what I mean? one of my favorite testimonies from people in our church. They said, I don't know what's going on in the kids ministry over there, but all I know is my son, well, he wants to bless the food. He wants to pray for missionaries. He wants to pray for us all the time. Like, well, praise God. We don't have to be ashamed of the gospel. We don't have to be. Hmm. Hmm. There was some young people at this conference, they're 21 years old, they're called, they, they start this ministry called the Jesus Generation, and they got about seven, of, seven young adults together, and they're just traveling the United States, and they've partnered with churches, and they're literally just traveling the United States, just sharing the gospel everywhere they go. And they've seen like over 100 people get saved, and they were like, for some reason gas stations just seem to be the place. <laughs> they're like, we don't know why, but just gas stations, You're like we'll see like five people get saved at the gas station every time we stop. <laughs> you know what I mean? 22-year-olds, 23-year-old girls, unashamed of the gospel. For it is the power of God in the salvation. Some of you are thinking, well, I'm not an evangelist. Or, well, I, I, I know, I I'm just not, I don't share my faith because I don't ever feel led by the Holy Spirit. Don't, don't make excuses. Don't make excuses. If you ain't done it in the last six months, it ain't because God hasn't opened the door. And I'm speaking to myself because I, gotta, I haven't properly shared the gospel outside of this church besides in the jail or in Friends of Sinners and different things, just randomly as I go, probably in a few months. And being around Chris was just like, oh, man, I've been. (sighs) And I realized the old saying, as the pastor goes, the church goes. As the leadership goes, the church goes. As mom and dad go, the kids go, right? And I thought, man, I got to get back into this. I got to get back into living out my faith as I go, opening my mouth. And uh, not because God's mad at me for not doing it. It's just he's just reminding me gently and sweetly and saying, hey, this is what I've called you to do, Mike. Amen? And it's a lot simpler than we think. Let me tell you the easiest way. You go to a restaurant. You can simply say, hey, we're going to pray for our food and here in a few moments. Can we pray for you about anything? And then you can even take a little farther. Hey, are you a Christian? And then you'll see really quickly whether or not they want to listen to you or not. I promise you. But here's the thing though, if you truly have love in your heart for people, you can't lose. You cannot lose. If you simply truly love, love has to be our motivation. It cannot be because you want cool testimonies to share. It cannot be because you're going to place your value in how many times you shared the gospel. It cannot be in that. It simply has to be from just a place of love. And I want love to get out of me. I've received love from God, and I want to give love away. It has to be rooted in that. Otherwise, you'll step into performance insecurity, orphan thinking, and you'll be placing. Then you'll be real, real upset when somebody doesn't want prayer, or they say no, thanks. Or you talk to three people, and all three of them are like, "No I'll get away from me." It's not about that. It's about simply just loving people where they're at. Sharing the gospel when you get the chance. So um, I remember when God saved me and I, somebody sent me a Todd White video and Todd White shares the gospel level all the time too, everywhere he goes. And I just got this conviction and me and Maddie first started dating and, and she would come pick me up and she just knew if I was taking too long or something that I was just talking to somebody about Jesus no matter where it was. And I simply would just even share my testimony. Hey, this is what God did for me. You know, I wasn't a believer either. I was a drug addict. You know, and I used to grow up in church too, and God, God saved me from that. I don't know what God has saved you from, but I know He saved you from sin. Amen. 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 And He's turned you around. Amen. Amen. And you can just simply share that. It doesn't have to be weird. You don't have to use Christianese words and pray all weird. And you know what I loved about Chris? At the, we're at the restaurant and he says to them, hey, do you care if I, just, I pray for you right now? I'm not gonna cause a scene. No one's even gonna notice. And he said, he prays the most simple prayer. Hey, you know, Jesus bless this person. Pray the leg will be healed. Show him your love. Amen. Doesn't he close his eyes? Did you know you didn't have to close your eyes to pray? <laughs> Some of y'all are looking at me like, mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm. Don't come against those sacred calves. Now listen, you, you, you don't have to close your eyes to pray. If it helps you, go for it. You don't have to. You don't have to raise your voice to pray. That's good. You don't have to. I love what Dan Morris talk about. He's like, you know, some of the, we change our, we change our whole tone of voice when we pray. <laughs> <laughs> the power is not in how the prayer goes out. It's simply in the, Jesus. Yes. That's why when I say pray for the sick we don't say we don't say here in Jesus name and come on heal him Lord heal him Lord. we act like we want them to be healed more than he does we just say pain go in Jesus name sickness leave in Jesus name that's how I teach my I get to pray pain go I'll say mercy say pain get out pretty simple right it's really simple it's as simple as you just stepping out just stepping out I mean I've been I've been in some weird situations. I've told you guys before we had a wiccan in our house before. For dinner. Right? You ever ever think about this? Maybe you're thinking, oh, I would never do that. Come on now. What do you mean? We're the light of the world. A city set on a hill that will not be put out. It's not to be hidden. Remember that song? I didn't even know what this song meant as a kid. This little light of mine. I'm gonna let it shine. I, I still don't know not song. this is uh, Hide it under a bushel. No, I'm gonna let it shine. Simply means that you are the light of the world, that you are the light of the school and you're meant to shine bright. You're a city set on a hill. You're not meant to be covered up. You're not meant to be hidden. You're not meant to be silent. The devil wants our young people to be silent. He, listen, if everybody else is screaming from the rooftops their beliefs, we can start sharing ours. Especially our young people. You're going to get confronted with all kinds of radical unbiblical nonsense beliefs. And it's an opportunity for you to stand for truth and speak in love. God's not calling us to win arguments, but he is calling us to stand for truth. Hmm. Young people, I just prophesied this morning, our middle school and high school students, our college students are not gonna fall astray into any false religions and other religions and doctrines. They are gonna stand for the truth of God's word. They're gonna stand for biblical values and moral values that is in the word of God. These are not social, political issues. There are two genders. God created male and female. that, That homosexuality is a sin. These are not stuff that's political and left and right. These are biblical standards. That a baby is a baby at conception. This is God's word. This is His standard. And young people, if you're a Christian, you got to live up to that standard. You got to be not, you can't be ashamed of the gospel. (laughs) Listen to me this morning. Jesus was not afraid to be put on display and humiliated for you in front of everyone. He hung on a cross for you, He was humiliated for you. He did not keep silent, and He definitely didn't keep it private. He was hung publicly. Not so we could live for him privately. You gotta stand for truth. You gotta stand because you know why? People are standing and people are shouting stuff at our kids, they're shouting. It almost reminds me of David and Goliath when they're shouting against our God, they're shouting against who he is and somebody, we need some Davids who arise up and say, no, 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 this is my God. And this is the truth. And I'm not saying you're rude to people, I'm not saying you're mean to people, that you can, it's not about what you say, it's about how you say it. You can simply say, hey, this is what I believe. I had a guy here before, on a Sunday morning, he said he's a Buddhist. And I got up here and I said that there was no salvation in any other name but Jesus Christ and he got offended. And I simply in love told him, hey, that you, can, you have all the right to believe that, but at this church, we're gonna believe and we're gonna declare that Jesus is the only way to heaven. And this is America, there's freedom of speech, right? The freedom of speech means that you can say what you want and I can also say what I want. (laughs) It's not one way or the other. Well, what you say offends me. Well, guess what, what you're saying offends me. But you still have the right to speak and so do I. Amen, young people, you have the right to speak. You have the right to stand up for what you believe. Do not cower, do not be ashamed of the truth of God's word. It's not our opinion, it's not your church's opinion, it's not your pastor's opinion, it's God's word. And you cannot fail when you're standing on God's word because you're gonna be challenged with it. You're gonna be challenged, but you can stand for truth. And you know how people will know? Because here's the reality. What we're doing when we're standing for truth, when you're walking through your schools or you're a young adult and you're not being perverted with everybody else and you're not going around sleeping with every girl or every guy in the school and you're not smoking weed, guess what? Other kids will begin to notice what you're doing. Other people begin to see what you're doing. People in your family, for our adults, for our young adults, they might not agree with your message that you carry, but they cannot disagree with the life that you live. And you have the opportunity to live a life that, without compromise, That stand, that you actually are, you literally are living up to this. That they cannot say, well, see, that person did that, see, they're doing this, see, they got a bad marriage, see, they're mean to their wife, see, they're hateful to their kids, no, 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 no. We gotta be consistent in the church. We have to be consistent, otherwise we're the laughing stock of the world. Because we're sitting here saying, we got something better. We have the truth. We have this, but all we do is go to church on Sunday mornings. We have to be unashamed of the gospel. Our families have to be strong. Our marriages have to be strong. Our parenting has to be strong. we We have to learn how to handle our emotions as grown up. We have to lead the way in this and show the world that there's something that Jesus can do for them. And simply because he's done it for us not because we're better than them it's because we're just like everyone else we were all sinners we were all falling short of the glory of God and Jesus came into our sin he came into our wreck and he he cleaned us up amen Amen. Amen. so let the Lord clean you up Amen. Amen. amen let him clean you up let him get rid of junk so the world can see your light shining on a hill let him see it let it burn for him. Young people, I'm telling you right now, do not be discouraged or dismayed. Don't be discouraged as you go into your school. Don't be, don't be discouraged. Go in there and be brave. Be brave in your school. We have young people in this room. Y'all are going to school together. You need each other. You need each other. It can make all the world's difference when you have at least one friend who's trying to burn for Jesus. Amen. I, listen, I, y'all, I, y'all's testimony is not going to be mine in Jesus' name. I was, I was ashamed. I was ashamed of the gospel, straight up. I was way too worried about being cool, being liked, and being popular than I was about being like my mom. That was for sure. I thought, what am I going to do? Burn for Jesus like my mom? I thought my mom was a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> I was like yeah right I ain't going to be that kid what am I going to do take off running down the hallway at school shouting in tongues <laughs> listen my son gets kicked out of school for shouting in tongues running down the hallway I'm going to be happy as I can be go and say listen go for it like, dad I listen you get kicked out of school son for praying for too many people come on home bubba we'll figure it out you get kicked out of school for standing up for truth we're behind you did you hear me this whole congregation's behind you I'll speak for all of us. We're behind you. Don't, don't be, don't swerve. Don't, don't be tossed to and fro by any other crazy nonsense the devil's trying to put out there today. You're going to burn for Jesus. Amen. Golly, what time is it? 12, 10, 20, 35, 40. <laughs> we'll be done at 1230. Let me just say one more thing. I could say a million things today about this situation. Um, But the enemy wants to keep you silent. Especially when you get around friends and get around conversations and people are sharing their thoughts. The enemy wants you just to sit there and shut up. But you have an opportunity to speak into moments. God is gonna give you young people opportunities to speak into friendships and speak into other groups of people and speak the truth in such a way in love that you're gonna start planting seed all over the city and in your schools. And you might not see anything change but I promise you this morning I shared the gospel, shared testimony with a friend seven years ago, seven years, okay? This morning, I see this man at a coffee shop, and he's like, oh, I was at your church not long ago, and he's like, oh, yeah, I was at an N.A. meeting there. I said, oh, praise God, and I said, well, hey, and I don't know if he's agnostic, but I know, atheist, he's pretty, all I know is this, he's definitely against Jesus and the church by all means, seven years. And then I'm like, hey, I kind of joke with him because I usually know his answer. I'm like, well, hey, you should come to church this morning, 10.30, come on, he's just like, yeah, 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 no. I'm like, oh, cool, Mike, you know, you know how where I stand on that. And, but you know what? With all due respect, I still know that what I believe is true. So I'll keep saying it to him in love, even maybe he seemed jokingly, I'll keep saying, it because I'm never gonna stop believing this is what he needs. Ever, no matter what. you know, No matter how awkward the conversation gets. I sat in his office seven years ago, shared my testimony with him. Never seen anything out of it. And this past week, he told me, he said, Mike, if you're downtown, this, this morning, he said, Mike, if you're downtown anytime soon, would you step in and come to my office? I'd like to talk to you sometime. Young people, don't ever get discouraged about sowing seed. Anyone in this room, don't be discouraged about sowing seed. Telling that person at the gas station, hey man, Jesus loves you. Listen, I try, to, I try to get the Indians at the gas stations with, they, with the little thing on their forehead. I don't care what kind of religion they got going on. I'll say, man, what do you believe about Jesus? The guy at uh, the Dunkin' Donuts guy, I'm always trying to get him to get saved. You know what's funny about the Hindus? They're like, oh yeah, cool, I'll accept Jesus too though. I'll add him onto the list of all our other gods. And I say, no, 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 Jesus is the only God. He's the only way, He's the only truth, and He's the only life. So far, none of these Indians have gotten saved, but it doesn't matter. The results aren't up to me. I'm just here to throw seed. I'm just throwing seed. I'm not asking you to go out and get people saved. I'm asking you to throw seed. Just throw seed. Just throw seed. Just, just and, and sometimes that seed uh, doesn't always just look like you're sharing the gospel. Yes, you need to share the gospel, but it's just you living your life. It's you being consistent. It's you showing love to people. It's you uh, giving that tip at the restaurant and going above and beyond. You'd be surprised how big of a door can be opened with money. Amen. Somebody didn't want prayer at all, and all of a sudden you gave them a $30, $40 tip and they're real open to hearing what you gotta say. <laughs> I'm telling you, oh man, it's worth it. A friend of mine recently, I hope he's watching, I'll end with this, one of my old high school friends, um, grew up, I'm pretty sure Catholic, very religious stuff going on in his life and then basically since he's been, I don't even know, I've never known him to like be a Christian even in high school. Now he's like, you know, kind of, he's into festivals and all that kind of lifestyle and, um you know, real hippie guy, please like energy, and I don't know, photons. And I don't know, he sent me this one thing one time, I don't know what the heck he's talking about. I'm like, oh yeah, that's cool, that's God actually. But, um, you know, just all this stuff about energy and all these different things. And I'm like, okay, know, yeah, awesome. So one day I saw him on the side of the road and he was moving in his truck, like he was moving out of an apartment. And I said, you know what? I'm just gonna pull over and I'm gonna go help him move. How many of you know that was definitely Jesus? I don't even like to help my friends move. <laughs> I, I, I'll help you. I, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I enjoy it. You know what I mean. If you need help moving, we got we'll, we'll help you. All right. Daniel called me the other day. I need your help. What are you doing tomorrow at night? I'm like I'm not I'm not telling you. What, what do you need? You know what I mean. I know don't, that's a setup. What are you doing tomorrow at eight thirty? I mean that's none of your business. Actually. <laughs> I need to move this piano. I bet you do. Sounds like a personal problem, Daniel. Yeah, you're, you're six foot six. I hope he's watching. You're six foot six, Daniel. You got it. But God's like, Mike, pull over. Go help him move. I'm like, that's definitely Jesus. <laughs> that's the last thing I want to do. You know what I mean? Go down. I'm helping him move. Pull over in his U-Haul. Why? I'm sowing seed. He knows I'm a pastor. He knows what I believe. He knows. He's just to a point. You know, he, he knows what's going on. You know, he's probably just thinking, "Oh, Mike doesn't bring it, bring us up again." <laughs> but I'm there to sow and seed. I didn't go there. I, I simply went there. Why? Because I love him, Great. and Jesus loves him, Amen. and I have a heart that's pure. I'm not there for results. I'm there just to be love. I'm there to be a light. I'm there to be a city set on a hill. I'm there just to love. And I'm helping him load his apartment into his thing. And then I'm not, I'm not saying this to get y'all to think I'm great. I'm just saying this to inspire you, hopefully, to do something that you might not do out of the box, okay? And, and, and he, he's loading his thing in there. And then I just felt impressed that uh, I was supposed to give him money, okay? Hold on a second. I was supposed to give this guy who doesn't really want to come to church, doesn't, believe in Jesus at all and God I'm supposed to help him move and give him money you know what in the world I'm like all right I'm supposed to give him money and so I just give him money I go to the bank actually and I get out some money and I give him money and I say hey I want to give this to you take take your girlfriend out and and just have a nice dinner bless you guys and he's he's just like dude what what are you doing Why? Why? What are you? What are you talking about? I said, No, man. I I love you, man. I said, You know what? And God loves you, and He's been so good to me. And He just He told him that God. You might not believe this, but God told me to pull over, and God told me to do this. So that's just that's my story. That's the, I'm not ashamed of telling that. He doesn't have to believe that. But I guess I'll tell you what. Right now, I opened him up, real quick. This past week, I was uh, going to Lexington. I thought he lived in Lexington, and. uh um he I called him because I was gonna ask him for some like restaurant advice or coffee advice. Come on, somebody. And it turns out he doesn't live there, lives in Louisville. And then I felt bad, but we had a pretty good friendship back then. I was like, yeah, I'm not actually calling you just to catch up. I just want to know ideas for food. But anyways. And uh <laughs> and then what happened was it just hit me. I I know, you know, he's still you know, obviously not in church or anything like that. And I, it just hit me, this, this musician, a Christian musician that I know, not personally, but it's just like this kind of different type of Christian music, it's real hippie kind of music, but it's Jesus music, it's amazing. And I was like, hey, you know what? You should listen to this song. So this happened randomly. I said, man, you should listen to this guy. I think you might actually, I said, it's, it's Christian though. It's gonna have that Christian message, but you know, the music's really good. I think you might enjoy it. And he's like, oh, okay, cool, sure, I'll listen to it. So I sit in this song and I'm driving and then next thing I know, it's, the song is called Meet Your Maker. Come on, somebody. That, that spirit of the universe is actually the Holy Spirit. <laughs> it is actually God himself. And this song is called Meet Your Maker. And it talks about all those years I was r- wounded by religion. And, and you, how God ceases our striving and our performance and he puts no heavy weights on us, no heavy thing on us, that his, his yoke is easy and his burden is light. And this beautiful song, he takes me back immediately. He said, this is a beautiful song, man. And I really like the lyrics too. And I said, man, you know what else he said? He said, he said, I ain't gonna lie. He's like, it had me feeling really good too, man. Ha, ha, ha. there is no better feeling than the feeling that the Holy Spirit can give us. People that, are, people that have done drugs like myself, we've done all this crazy stuff, we've had crazy feelings. I'm telling you right now, there is no high like the most high. And he said, man, I ain't gonna lie, I got this good feeling too. And I was, and I was sitting there thinking, you sure did. <laughs> and and, he, and, and he, you probably never experienced that type of feeling from something that was related to Jesus before. You just experienced something religious. That made you run away from everything. But when people experience the presence of the Lord, things change. And so, what am I doing? Whew, plant a seed. I didn't finish that conversation with, hey, you wanna come to church sometime? You wanna make sure you come to my house and say a prayer real quick and get you into heaven? No. Just plant a seed. Plant a seed. You know what I started doing right there? I started praying, praying in tongues. that i will come out Father in the name of Jesus, God. I pray you'd, you'd open his heart, unveil his eyes, lift off the blinders of him, reveal yourself to him, Lord. And I started praying for his fiance that God would get a hold of her too and God would use them and then they would, I hope he's watching and be like, man, you called me out. I didn't say your name, brother, I love you. I said, God will use them, Lord, to go into these festivals and burn for Jesus. Come on, just throw in seed. Can you stand? hmm the Bible says some plant and some water, but God brings the increase. Hmm. Byron that's here, when I first got saved, got out of jail, Byron and his girlfriend came to my mom's I don't even know why. I think we're just going to talk or something. He probably, I probably was like, yeah, come on, come, come, hang out or something. I don't even remember, to be honest with you. Like most people, they didn't think I was being serious about Jesus. I don't think so. They're like, yeah, sure. It will come. Yeah, oh, you got to say, okay, cool, you know. Um, and I remember he came over to my mom's and him, one of my, he was one of my close friends. Uh, we were in the madness together and him and his girlfriend. And I just started, I shared my testimony with him from the back seat. I don't remember if it was her car or what. And I shared my testimony with them just right there what Jesus did in my life and how he saved me in jail. And, and I was just, well, I wasn't ashamed of the gospel. I wasn't ashamed. And I remember, <laughs> you, know, you know, Byron and his girlfriend didn't get saved then. <laughs> They were kind of kind of the opposite. They were kind of like, "Oh, okay, cool. You know, all right, man, we got stuff to do. Mike, <laughs> get out of a car. Yeah, <laughs> you know, in a very polite level. Well, we all cool, man. That's good for you, Mike. That's great. You know. Fast forward, what? Uh, golly, five years later, we're having tent revival. I'm walking around the tent. Guess who's there, Byron? Yeah. Guess who's here right now, Byron? Amen. <laughs> Come on, man. Plant seed, sow and seed. It's not up to you about the results. Don't think about the results, because if, if you just keep your eyes focused on the results, you'll think it's you and you'll get prideful and puffed up and you'll, be, you'll wanna share all your results. It's not about that, just plant seed. Know that stand firm and immovable, always working enthusiastically for the Lord that nothing you do is ever in vain. There is nothing wasted in the kingdom of God. Nothing's wasted. Even if they never get saved, it wasn't wasted. There's no failure in obedience. Period. None. You can do this. I promise we can do this. Amen. Amen. Say, I can do this. I do this. You don't have to be weird. You don't have to start shouting in tongues at Texas Roadhouse. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> Lord, help us. You can simply just, man, Jesus loves you. Are you born again? Man, neither was I at one time. But I believe God sent me here today to share with you that he loves you. And he gave his life for you. And you can receive him today right here at Texas Roadhouse. And then this is what you get some of the times. Oh, okay, yeah, some people don't think you're being serious. Oh, okay, cool. Or you get some people, like the other day we were at, at Buffalo Wild Wings. And we had an opportunity to pray with the young guy there. He even came and sat down with us. He wanted me to he said, Can I sit here while you pray? Come on, man. It doesn't always happen that way, but when it does, it's amazing. Isn't that so cool? I promise you, young people and everybody else in this room, those feelings of when you start to see God move and touch somebody's heart will far outweigh all the awkwardness and weirdness that could happen. I promise you, you'll completely forget about that guy that almost swung on you last week. <laughs> when you see the girl get touched by the Lord, it's just so, so cool. So don't let the enemy keep you silent. Don't let, don't let him keep your, your Christian. There's no such thing as private Christianity. It doesn't exist. Jesus said, preach the gospel. Can our prayer team come? Worship team, you can just grab somebody on the piano. It's fine. We'll move on. I know it's kind of a longer service today. The Lord's good, amen? amen? See, we don't need a midweek service. We just gotta go a little longer on Sunday, amen? Amen. Could you just close your eyes? I just wanna pray. Just take a moment and just, ma'am, whatever the Lord's speaking to you this morning, Just pray that you'd receive it. Whatever it is. God's calling us higher this morning. Hmm. And could all of our, anybody who's a student who's going back to school here in a few days, would you just lift your hand real high? Even college, would you lift your hand real high? If we could, I wanna pray, we wanna pray for these, these young people. So if you see somebody with their hand raised, can we, can we pray for you? Could you gather around them? We're just gonna pray. Keep your hand raised. Hey, if you really don't want to, that's fine. You can put your hand down. I'm not trying to pressure you, but keep your hand raised. We just wanna pray for you that God will just give you boldness, encourage you this year, and we just prophesy and declare that you're not gonna go backwards, that you're not gonna get astray, that you're actually gonna burn for the Lord. Anybody else? Come on, just if you're around them, just begin to pray. Anyone else, you can just stretch out your hands. Thank you, Jesus. We bless these young people this morning. We bless our teachers this morning. Come on, is there any teachers in this room? Would you raise your hand as well? Any teachers? Raise your hand high. If you see a teacher as well, we want to get around them as well. Raise your hand high. There's one right here, one over here, one back here in the back. Shepherd family, surround. Come on, her y'all are the prayer team now shepherd family come on now just pray a blessing and protection over our teachers as well that god would give them opportunities to live out their faith to be a light in their school they might not be able to actually open their mouth and talk about jesus but they can live out jesus in that school pray that god would just move on them the kids will see a light in that teacher and know that they could go to them for advice thank you lord thank you lord And if you need healing in your body, the altars are still open. If you're here today and you need salvation, you're like, man, I need to get saved. I came here today, I need to get born again. If you need to be saved, if you need to give your life to Jesus, if you need God to forgive you of your sin and you wanna step into his kingdom, if that's you today, please don't leave. Come down front. One of our prayer team would love to pray with you to give your heart to Jesus. Amen? Amen? Amen and amen. We just bless our kids. We bless them, Lord. Have your way in our schools, Lord. This is a year of breakthrough in Jesus' name. Come on, Gen Z for Jesus. Can we put our hands together this morning? Thank you, Lord. All right. Bless you guys. Bless your family. Bless your business. Bless your household. Bless your time in the word. Bless your devotion. We love you here at the Far's House. We will see you soon. On your way out, sign up for Freedom Groups at the Welcome Dead. I love you guys. Have a good week. Bless you.